Good evening. Uh, my name is Gloria Woods, and I would like to welcome everybody to the Broken Shackles podcast. Well, my name is Gloria Woods, and I am actually going to be the host of this podcast that I hopefully will be able to bring, get some wonderful, wonderful guests on this show as we talk about um, incarceration issues, um, laws. Um, we're going to bring some exciting people before you that have dealt with the criminal justice system. And so tonight, um, this is just like an introduction to Broken Shackles. Um, Broken Shackles is a outreach, uh, a Christian-based outreach that I deal with areas of incarceration, um, prison reform, re-entry programs, and anything that has to do with the criminal justice system. Uh, my name's Gloria Woods, and of course, um, tonight we're going to be talking about my story and why do we even have Broken Shackles? What is Broken Shackles about, and what is the message behind Broken Shackles? So let's just kind of like start from the beginning. Um, around, um, I have three children. Um, I have, um, and back in 2009, uh, my daughter, who was 21 years old at that time, had three children. Um, one um, son, her, her oldest child was a boy, um, Jeterius Woods, and he um, was two years old at this time. And then um, I had two twin granddaughters, uh, Michaela and Malia Woods, who both were 18 months old at this time. And so my daughter, um, for the last, um, I guess a year and a half, we were all living together in the house with her and her boyfriend. Um, who, who, by the way, was not the kid's father, but her boyfriend. And he um, mostly took care of the kids while she worked. And um, we all lived there together. We felt like we brought bills together. We all could, you know, come together and, and pay the bills. And we would, you know, you know, it would work out better than us all trying to struggle separately at that particular time. And so um, at this particular time, staying with my daughter and... Um, things were going pretty good. We were we were living in Pensacola Village for a while, um, which is actually a um, low-income housing unit. And, you know, things were going pretty good. People were looking out for her and looking out for us. You know, it wasn't the safest place to live, but it seemed like the people that lived there t- took care of each other. And so um, we were living there, and then she finally got on HUD and was able to get a house. And things were going really good. She was working at McDonald's. She had a, a wonderful, wonderful um, work um, work support system going. But then we moved and she transferred to a different McDonald's. And at that point, you know, she thought she was going to make more than she was. And she didn't. So she, you know, to better herself, she actually, um, she actually um, decided to go work at She was actually, excuse me, she was actually doing pretty good there um, and um, working pretty good. She got her a car. Um, things were going really, really well. But then there's this issue with this boyfriend and, um, you know, there began to be problems. He wanted to go back to Pensacola Village. He was drinking heavily, you know, doing some marijuana. And so, therefore, um, things began to get pretty hectic. We decided, me and my youngest daughter, that we were going to move out and get our own place. And I guess when we moved that, that's when the trouble began to start. It start. She befriended French friends. Um, 
had friends that she thought were her friends, but ended up it wasn't. So um, the next month, um, I think she came over one time and then in August, and then the next month we didn't for a long time we didn't see her from the beginning of August until um, really into we saw her maybe the beginning of September, but we didn't see her for a while. And so um, around, um, we would go by the house, knock on the door, call, look at the window, and we didn't see nobody in there. And so became became to be a little concerned. And then on, I never will forget this, on October 13th, um, one morning she came by my house, and, I mean my job, I'm sorry, and she said that um, she um, looked like she wanted to tell me something, but she was just over this way because she had to pay a bill. And so... I asked her where the kids were, and they said she was there with her friends. Tiffany, friend Tiffany, was keeping keeping the children. Um, and so then later on that afternoon, I get this call from her. I get this telephone call from my daughter, and my daughter saying like, "Okay, um, uh, mom, um, um, I, my friend Tiffany was keeping Leah, which is my youngest twin granddaughter, and." Um, she had Leah in the buggy and then went inside to use the bathroom. When she came out, Leah was missing and she's been kidnapped. And so I, I, I thought that was really, really strange. Then this investigator gets on the phone and he says, Miss Woods, I need you to come at this address um, because you, we need to find out what happened to your grandchildren. So I rushed, you know, while my car was being repaired, uh, you know, one of my friends from work took me to pick the car up. I rushed over there and um, to... Um, to, to, to the house immediately they begin to question her they begin to ask me different questions and then they're there there the children were missing that they, they, they suspected foul play and then um my 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 husband my ex-husband they said well you know miss woods looks like your ex-husband's gotten your grand grandson he has a bump on his head and therefore um we're going to send him over to sacred heart hospital go over to sacred heart hospital um they allow me to see him he doesn't look well, he looks a little you know like a little like he's tired a little sick a little sickly but he he looked okay and then there comes dcf and they begin to question me okay so then um find out he's okay they're not going to really let me spend a bunch of time with him and so then i go back um i think yeah i go back over to the to where we were um at the place you know where they're questioning her then then when i get back over there they tell me well we're going to take her in for questioning um, and so one thing led to another. The night became long. Two girls still missing. They put out an Amber Alert. Um, all these things like that for the two, two, two for my two grand, granddaughters. And so um, later on that evening, night, like my one or two o'clock in the morning, my daughter's calling me all night. But yet she's not telling me what's going on. She didn't tell me anything. And therefore, then um, on on that morning probably about three or four o'clock in the morning they they bring my granddaughter Michaela into the emergency room I go in there and they tell me well they, they let me go in there just to only identify her and then when I identified her they told me you are not able to see see her anymore we cannot let you in so the light, night becomes long the morning becomes long you know we're still thinking that the, the, the other the child is missing we go out been some church friends we go out we get we copy um flyers and we put them everywhere to see if um we can find the child it's all on the nancy gray show on tv media gets involved you know so it, it gets to be get 
a big, big thing. You know, only to find out about 12 noon that Malia had passed away. My daughter confessed, you know, that she had went out of town for for work, that she was letting some people, um, 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 she didn't, she lost her job, she lost her car, so she was letting some people, um, lock my grandson's room up and grow some marijuana in that room, and they were paying her, and so, of course, this was really, really a big thing, um, you know, it's all over the media, you know, people were, you know, she was on a million dollar bond, um, probably a frightened, afraid, they put a yellow uniform, put it in a, in, 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 in a place by herself, you know, because it was a high risk, um, um, truck case, and so one thing led to another, unfortunately, Leah passed away, unfortunately, we, we, we did a funeral for, for Leah, unfortunately, also, they began to question me, thinking that I had something, and interrogate me, thinking that I had something to do with this whole tragic event, taking the baby, picture of the baby, uh, putting it in my face, saying, Miss Woods, in the baby in the garbage can, saying, Miss Woods, how can you live with yourself knowing your, your, your granddaughter needs this help? The whole time, you know, the whole media, Pensacola News Journal, whole media was saying, you know, where, where, where were the, the parents, where was the family and all of this, letting her, making her go through this by herself. So this was one of the most tragic experiences that we ever experienced in our life. Amen. And so this went on for months and months. We, we went to trial, went to trial. They did not read her, her Miranda rights. So much happened as a result of this particular incident. 